It's John here. How are you? Hi, mate. Good. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, really good. Great to uh, be with you again today. Um, we're going to do Gangsters Part Two today. Really looking forward to this. And don't and don't say, "Oh, this is really, really difficult for you," because I know it's difficult. But you kind of made up your decision in Gangsters Part One. <laughs> yeah, I've been looking forward to this actually, like to close off the two-parter uh, yeah. and get the get the rest uh, on paper, right? Can I just ask before we go any further? It's been a little while. Have you watched anything really good recently, or seen anything, or are you looking forward to anything? Yeah, so obviously since the first episode of this, um, I've watched The Irishman's come out. Oh, yes. Um, and what did you think? I thought it was amazing, albeit quite long. Yeah. Um, and I, the, the CGI took a while for my head to get around because it's mm. the whole de-aging thing. But yeah. what I found quite funny is obviously you can de-age the look of somebody, but you can't make them youthful in their body and the way they kick <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah, there's that bit where he sort of like chins somebody outside a shop. Yeah. He looks 35, but he moves like a 75. <laughs> yeah, it's, <really> <laughs> it's like the um, slowest kicking you're ever going to see. Yeah, so that and also Gangs of London I've been watching. Oh, that's but that's epic. not a film, so... It's not. I'm only, I'm only about halfway through that, but there are some... And I think it's probably one of your favourite directors as well, Gareth um, Evans. Absolutely yes. amazing. Some of the scenes, scenes in that are um, epic. The raid, right? Good. Well, that's kind of set the gangster theme off, hasn't it? They are yeah. In the gangster London. Great. Recap on Gangsters 1 then. So um, you have two out of your top five. Goodfellas and Scarface. Yeah. Great choices, I must say. I, had, I actually had Goodfellas as well. I had New Jack City and City of God. We did have a few honourable mentions as well. Carlito's Way, Bugsy Malone, yeah. Reservoir Dogs, Leon. I threw an Italian job in there, not too sure if that is gangster. I suppose it is. It's heist. Yeah, I think it counts. Great. Cool. Right, so I've had three. You've had two. Um, go, hit me with one. So I'm going straight in on Godfather, the first film. Godfather Part 1. What? Yeah. Let's start, let's start as we mean to go on, right? So okay. <clears throat> you, you can't have a gangster's discussion without The Godfather. No, I think that's very true. So, so what, what set, sets this apart? Then? Is it, you know, Brando? Um, is it, you know, just a great adaptation of a, of a book? Is it, uh, is it a Coppola film? You know, uh, I don't know. Is it, what, what is it? Everything. I think when you mix Coppola with Brando, with Pacino, James Kahn, uh, you you just create this magic that is crazy. I don't know, like, if it was a f- groundbreaking film for like the first epic gangster tale, because um, there's been so many big films about gangsters before, but it feels like this was one of the first kind of um, blockbusters in that in that respect. If you know what I mean, like the whole sort of um, beginning it to felt epic. It felt epic, didn't it? And I guess yeah. the, the, the book, uh, Mario Puzo, was sort of, it was a big, big deal anyway, I guess. And um, just the godfather, I mean, that's the boss, right? It's the boss of a big family. That's, you know, the Italian mob. Um, sort of, there's, there's some mystery around it as well, I think. And it's kind of lifting the lid on what happens within a big Italian mob family um, and the operational stuff going on there. 
think Mario Pisa was the, um, one of the writers as well, actually. So you could kind of get that authentic f- feel from the book into the yeah. film. And it's another one of these films that has spawned so many nods and spoofs and, you know, reproductions of scenes like the, you know, the horse's head in the bed, Luca Brasi sleeping with the fishes, you know, all these, nice. all these little things. But I think that's really, we mentioned about um, spoofs and stuff like that, but what do they say? Imitation is their highest form of flattery or something like that. Even if it's in a spoof, it's kind of like, you can only really send something up if everybody knows about it or they've watched it. Yeah, and I'd, I'd love to... I haven't done any Googling on this because, obviously, I'm meant to be guessing some of the things. And I don't want to ruin that. But I'd love to find out some of the, the casting because I just hope that it wasn't a case of offering roles to other people first because Brando's so good, James Kahn is so good, Robert Duvall is incredible in his role like you couldn't have picked more perfect people to do the roles that they're doing um yeah it's, just and I, it's aged one. really well i watch it ev- i watch the trilogy every year this is your bible that you go to once a year do you watch them back to back then um well <coughs> i used to um <laughs> just have a massive session Having two kids under two is not as possible anymore. But That's when funny. when when my firstborn um, was born, that was the first film he watched, Godfather. That's well, that's pretty decent. That's something that you'd be able to say at either his christening, eighteenth um, birthday, twenty-first wedding, whatever. Yeah, right yeah. in there. Hopefully, it didn't cause him too much psychological trauma. You know, a couple of months old watching all that. Could I say? I mean, I've noticed some behavioural changes. <laughs> What's your feeding, your son? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think that's it. I think that's a great shout. Um, what we, we we've gone? I was just gonna say we could easily do an entire episode just on this film, and I would. We we say this a lot, right? I don't know if it would get in my all-time top five or top ten, but it's definitely it's definitely up there as a really close for you. Absolute classic. Nice. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Absolute classic. Um, so we, what we normally do, what we're going to do this for each of these films is the year it's made, the budget um, that they had to make the film, and obviously the the, the box office what it made. So, um, oh, well, something I was going to say about this, because you've watched these films, and like there's been so many sort of box sets and DVDs and all this kind of stuff. I do remember watching some of the screen tests for this. Okay. That when like Pacino has, it's not. What you telling me? Al Pacino has to do like a screen test for this? Are you kidding me? But maybe that's that's a little hint to when this film was made. So do you know what year it was? Um. Yeah. So. Ruminate while I have a chocolate biscuit. Sorry, I tell you. Um. It's very seventies. Mm-hmm. I think. I'm going to say 75 or 76, 75. So, 19th of March, 1972. Oh. It was 24th of March, 1972. Okay. okay. Um, I'm, I'm actually reasonably happy with that, actually. So, three years out, bearing in mind, this is like, what, 40-odd years ago, nearly 50 years ago. Yeah. Um, do you know what the budget was then? Yeah, I haven't got a clue. and Because 
I'd like to think... I'm getting this from IMDB, and some of it's like estimated cost, but it's there or thereabouts. Yeah, I'd like to think it wasn't cheap, but we're talking the 70s, right? So it's not going to be like a $20 million thing. Early 70s as well, yeah. Um, $8 million? Not far off there, mate. Six. six oh. That's a really good shout. That's a really good shot. That's what I call £10 bow, going for the bullseye. You're going to get in the middle, it just squeaks on the line, and you get a nine instead of a ten. That's how yeah. close that is for But me. I'm happy. Um, one, one thing we sort of dropped away in some of the other conversations we've been having about films is what awards they've won. Um, yeah. So I, I know this won a few Oscars, but I also remember that Brando won the Best Actor Oscar for this and turned it down. Was that the, was that the film, was it? Wait, did he not even turn up? He, yeah, he basically refused the Oscar, and I can't remember why. He said he, he, he said no thank you in protest. I don't know if you can find it. What was he protesting about? I, I don't know. Um, but it, it, it won a couple of awards, and I think Pacino must have been nominated for Supporting Actor. Um, I would have thought maybe even James Kahn as well. Why, why Marlon Brando rejected the Oscar for The Godfather? There's 58 million pages on this stuff. I'm not even going to go there. It's a rabbit hole. Um, give, anyway. me, um, give me the takings. Um, it's slightly more difficult than getting in the ballpark figure for the budget. 175. <clears throat> oh, God. <laughs> um, I don't think you're too far off there, to be honest, mate. That's a bit harsh. Um, Cumulative worldwide gross two hundred and forty-six. Okay, well, I'm really surprised. I'm not surprised, but also I am surprised because that must have That's been massive, isn't it? Like chart topping by far at the time, right? That is that's huge. Oh, it's ah, uh, this was it. It was something to do with. So this is Miranda. Why he didn't go to the Academy Awards? He had um, he boycotted the ceremony. And he sent Sachin Littlefeather, a little-known actress, in his place. She was the president of the National Native American Affirmative Image Committee. Oh. There you go. Right. Um, that's not bad. A kick-off Godfather Part... Um, Gangsters Part 2. Almost said Godfather Part 2, then, for some, for some reason. Um, so, I've had three, you've had three. It's your go next. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have... the. This was quite difficult for me. Um, I'm going to throw in The Craze. Okay. Brit, British flick. Um, Kemp Brothers. Kemp Brothers, yeah, from uh, Spandau Ballet, I think. Um, new, new Wave Romance gets hardcore down the uh, streets of East London. Yeah. Bonnie and Reg Cray. Um, <sighs> It's not. It's not like a really standout, amazing piece of work. I don't think, but I just remember really enjoying it, and uh, I guess it seemed to, for me, capture the the myth of the craze, put it on screen, and um, yeah, a really good role. Nice, nice bits of violence in there. Quite a nice story. There are a few little sort of like nods to other bits and pieces and clubs and. And um, the people that they were hanging around with at the time and kind of brought it to life a little bit. Um, yeah, good film. I'm, I'd love to know what other countries think of this if they've seen it, <laughs> I, or whether it's just something they don't care about because the craze aren't no, as notorious 
somewhere else as they are, you know, over here. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen Legend recently, which was excellent. So Legend is the Tom Hardy. Yeah, where he plays both. Where he plays both. <clears throat> yeah, I really like that as well, actually. And I, I was debating whether I should really have Legend in there because <clears throat> obviously Tom Hardy is a legend. But it was one of those films, can't really remember where it came out. You'll have a guess at this, but I can remember watching it when I was younger, just thinking, yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed that. And it is, yeah, they are gangsters. They're East End gangster boys. And probably pretty horrible as well at the time. Um, yeah. But, you know, running nightclubs, hobnobbing with celebrities, all that kind of stuff, whilst whilst obviously just walking around with shooters and Jack the Hat McVitie chopping people's fingernails off and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've gone into many Wikipedia rabbit holes looking into the the craze and the, I think it's the Robinsons or the something... Um, I, lived in, I, lived in, I lived in London for 15 years, probably longer. And I, I've lost count of the amount of people that claim that the craze are a second cousin or they know Jack Atman or, you know, somebody or other, you know, and it's just like, it's so funny. Like, how big is that family? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there's, there's some romance in there, though, isn't there? I mean... I, I don't mean literal romance. I mean, I think the whole gangster story is romantic. The rags to riches and how, you know, loyal and sort of protective they were, but also they had psychological demons and, yeah. um, you know, controversial homosexuality for the time. And yeah. The, the yeah, forgotten I mean, third brother, you know. Um, oh, yes. Charlie right. Cray, is it? Uh, what was his name? What was the Charlie, Charlie. Charlie Cray, yeah. But you've also done me here because you've given like a fairly sort of underground film that I've got to guess the bloody year and the, yeah. the box office for. I can't even tell you anyone else that's in it apart from the Kemp's. <laughs> I think I um, remember. Gary and Martin Kemp, um, God, oh, Tom Bell, Billy Whitelaw. I'm just trying to think. Oh, Stephen Burkhoff's in it. He's one of my favourite actors. He was in Beverly Hills Cop. That's not yeah. the thing, I think. Um, anyway, let's crack to the chase. Give me the year. You can see whether this is aged particularly well or not. I'm probably going to regret saying The Craze, aren't I? Because it's not the best film in the world. But... Well, obviously, the, the two that I've got left are going to... Absolutely smash any film out of them. Well, yeah, of course. And it's, I now feel a bit disappointed because I had a very, very long, long, long list and I've whittled it down to five and I've put the craze in there. Yeah. Well, the trouble is, I think some of my other films I want to save for something else. Like, I think it's more like a heist movie or a prison drama or something like that. Anyway. Okay, so I haven't got a clue about the year. Um, Go on, then. Throw an 80, arrow. 88. Not bad. 1990. Oh, Okay. Yeah, that's really good. Um, the, where the heck's the budget for this thing? Was it actually like released in the cinema or was it straight to vi video? No, it's got um, it's got opening weekend stuff here. Um, filmed in Bermondsey, in London. Uh, what was the bloody budget? I would have thought it's fairly low budget. Uh, a million. Do you know how much it took at the box office? Um... I reckon it, I'm going to go for a million on budget and I'm going to go for like a million on box office. Okay, so two million on box office. Okay. Um, I can't 
can't see anything about the budget, unfortunately, on IMDb, which has been our Bible. So I'm going to have to send in a letter of complaint. That is <laughs> um, I will look for the budget for, for the craze, but um, we can move on anyway. Do you want to crack on with another film, then, mate? Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to put this straight in here as well uh, and save a, a sort of a different one for my last one. And I'm going to talk about probably one of the greatest films of all times that would definitely get into one of my top five of all times, and that's Godfather Part Two. What? I really? Yeah. So Did that you shoved one and two into your top five. Yeah, my favourite of the trilogy, Godfather Part Two. So, um, without jumping the gun here, because you've got one more film to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. No, my third film is not Godfather Part Three. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so if you thought the Godfather was good, bearing in mind it's universally accepted that the Godfather Part Two is probably a lot better for many reasons. The timeline, the dupe, um, the parallel storyline, I suppose. Yes. De Niro. In it, and I know he's one of your favourite actors. Uh, yeah. Do you know what, were, were, were the three Godfathers all teed up to be filmed sort of consecutively and it was all like signed off by the, um, by the studio and that? I, I'm not, I'm I don't not... know because there was obviously, a, there was a big gap between Godfather Part 2 and Part 3. Um, so okay. Godfather Part 1, you said was 72, right? Yeah. Godfather Part 2 was, I, well, I'll guess it in a minute, but... Yeah. Not very, a couple of years, I reckon, yeah. five, six years maximum afterwards. Yeah. Whereas I think Godfather Part 3 is like 1990 or something. It is 1990, Godfather Part 3, and that is quite some distance apart. Yeah. Um, so. And, and it feels like it as well, I think. Yeah, and some of that, some of that sort of wonderful romance of, of film and the, the era is lost for me when they enter the sort of the 80s and 90s because suddenly. Yeah. You've not got the vintage cars and the, and the sort of vintage suits. It's more modern. You know, yeah. let's not talk about Godfather 3, but obviously Pacino's got a flat top in it, haircut, which, you know, is not fitting for a don. But like you said, the whole, the flipping between the, the flashbacks with De Niro as, um, as the Godfather uh, yeah. and Al Pacino as a baby and Freddo as a baby. And, nice. you know, De Niro overcoming the local Don that's extorting everyone um, in sort of New York, I think, in sort of as first generation immigrants or whatever, in yeah. Little Italy or you know, right. Don. It, because it does, it, it does address, you know, that, that immigration from Italy to New York, doesn't it? About how they came over and sort of started their, their empire. Yeah. And he's got nothing. And, just the, I don't know the, the, the way everything is set up in it is just so good. Yes, it's Coppola again, mm, but mm. the some things are quite subtle. They give you big gangster loyalty messages, but it's delivered in such a yeah. simple way and ah, just, just Amazing. so, so good. One won six Oscars. Best pic, yeah. best picture. Obviously, Coppola. Best actor in a supporting role, so that was De Niro. Okay, did Pacino get that? He he was he got a nomination. So he didn't get best actor. 
No. So when when we find out the year, let's yeah. look at the year. Who won the Best Actor Oscar for that year? Yeah. Um, I just I would I would love to sit sit on a table with anybody and them argue why this isn't one of the greatest films of all time. So De Niro gets Best Actor in a Supporting Role. I think it's very hard to get Best Actor in a Supporting Role and Best Actor in any one film, and I'm sure it's happened many many times, but. It's not well, common, I don't think. It should have happened in The Revenant, but they gave DiCaprio the bloody... <laughs> yeah, well... Let's... We, I've said this before, but it still grates <laughs> me that Tom Hardy has done a better job in that film, and he's really getting... <laughs> No recognition at all, was there? Um, right. Al Pacino won a BAFTA as for, for um, Best Actor. And, and actually, if you watch, you know, the... Um, the award seasons, if you watch like the BAFTAs and the Golden Globes, they are normally pretty much what the Academy Awards are going to dish out. So that was quite interesting that that didn't um, come out because he won, um, did he win a Golden Globe? No, he's a nominee of the Golden Globes. Anyway, um, best actor, best director, best screenplay, Coppola and uh, Puzo, best art direction, best music as well. Yeah, the music's amazing in that, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Um... Classical it, but the music also flips between the ages as well you've got mm. this like really complex first generation immigrant music from little italy in new york and a flashback versus mm. modern day wherever he is nevada or whatever um, yeah. oh, it's just there's nothing bad about this in any way and even like that it keeps you guessing with all the stuff that's going on with like Nevada and Eli Roth and all this other stuff. And okay. what, what I love about it is it tees up things, but you'd never find out how people make decisions. Yeah. Like actions happen, people are getting killed, people are getting revenge, but you don't, you never hear the meeting that's decided it. it you it's know, just, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, it just gets done. Um, IMDB rating 9.2. I'm sure Rotten Tomatoes is going to give this 100. Um, I I don't know, there's not many films that got a hundred. Right, let's go with Rotten Tomatoes. But and, and then the, the, there's obviously that there's so many layers to this apart from the obvious gangster story because there's Michael's relationship with Fredo, there's Michael's yeah. relationship with his mother, there's Michael's relationship with uh, Tom Duval. Um, Duval, even but yeah. <clears throat> Robert Duvall, sorry, Tom, I forget the name, his, his character's called Tom in the film. Um, with... Hagen, yeah, Robert Tom Hagen, yeah, the, the consigliere. Is he uh, like a right-hand man? Yeah, he, he's technically their lawyer, but, you know, in, in, in mob family terms, he's the con consigliere. Um, nice. Sort of the, the advisor to the, to the Don, right? But there's relationship... Yeah, John Cazale, Fred as Fredo. And yeah. He comes up in lots of these sort of 70s films. He's, a, he's epic. I think he died quite young, actually, that actor. No. I think so. Correct. I've just looked. Yeah, there you go. That's done my night. He was in Dog Day Afternoon with Pacino. Yeah, he was good, and he was great as Fredo. But then you've also got the relationship mm. with Michael Corleone and his wife and his kids, and he's making all these decisions which are the right decisions for the family, for the business, for the stuff, you know, and, and there's a big scene with Fredo where he says, never choose anybody over the family. Um, yeah. And 
he's doing the right things in his mind, but the damage it's doing behind the scenes is just so incredible that he's hurting his relationships with everybody, but he's maintaining his status as the boss and he's leading a successful family, right? Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's that sort of business and family thing going on, isn't it? It's making difficult decisions. When, uh, when was this film made? Because I think you were pretty much there, weren't you? No, so, you, so I'm going to guess... So you said Godfather Part 1 was 72. I'm going to yeah. say this was... 77 five years later it was 70 i looked release date was 74 ah yeah two years but they've rattled they've rattled two of the greatest films that have ever been made in two years back to back basically it kind of puts coppola at the top of almost at the top of the list of the directors isn't it the things that Coppola's churned out. I mean, he's done one of my favourite films of all time. And, yeah, the stuff... Uh, and in the 70s as well, just really prolific, I think. How much was it made for? So... Godfather Part 1 was 8 million. you say that? Six, I think. Six, I said eight. Maybe. I have a bit of short-term memory loss. I'm going to go 20 million? It's 13. Okay. Um, and remember how much the God did you remember how much the Godfather made? You said 240, right? About 246, yeah. What's so it? I'm gonna go 300. <laughs> yeah. So funny. This wrong, then <laughs> just yeah, laugh yeah. at me. <laughs> Sorry, um, 48. What, yeah, I know what, what, how is that? Possible? It can't be right, can it? What I'm happened? two letters to you because you've got to have that wrong. What were people doing? Right. Well, this is what people were doing because we've got to find out who won the blooming Oscars, haven't we? So what happened in 74? Exactly. What films were people seeing in 74? Exactly. Let's have a look. <coughs> well, that was a nut. Yeah, so... Um, well, it wasn't. The, the Academy Awards would have been 75, wouldn't they? Or... Well, yeah. But you go, right, 1974... So it won six Oscars. Uh, it's in nineteen seventy-five. Then, if it's recent, released in seventy-four, nineteen seventy-five, which is the forty-seventh Academy Awards. By the way, it's got a ninety-seven percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That yeah. So, best actor. This is, this is interesting. So Al Pacino obviously was in The Godfather. Jack Nicholson in Chinatown. Dustin Hoffman, Lenny as Lenny Bruce. Albert Finney as Hercule Poirot in Murder on the Orient Express. Who won it? It was Art Carney in Harry and Tonto as Harry Coombs. Right. So I'm we, a another letter. I'm, I'm, that's like, I don't know. I don't know what to do here. Anyway, <laughs> anyway um, we'll have to move on for that, won't we? I, um, I don't know if... I'm more upset or disappointed than angry. Well, I don't know if this makes up for it, but Best Supporting Actor nominees were Lee Strasberg in The Godfather Part 2, Michael V. Gadzo in The Godfather Part 2, Jeff Bridges, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, Fred Astaire, The Towering Inferno, and obviously Robert De Niro won it. So they had three nominations for Best Supporting Actor. Well, that's pretty meaty, isn't it? So we've had four each. Each, do, you to, yeah. do you want to chuck in an honourable mention each before we get on to the fifth? 
I could I chuck in several honourable mentions. Um, I love I love things like the Sting. It's kind of mob gangstery, isn't it? Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, like it, yeah. um, I'm sure we've mentioned Carlito's Way. Yeah. Bronx Tale, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Also, you know, more Brit flick stuff, Lockstock. Snap. I've got Lockstock and Lockstock and Snatch on my honourable mentions. Right, okay. Um, also The Departed. The Departed, that's an interesting one. That's that is a very interesting film. So that was Scorsese. Yeah. <laughs> and um I, I put an older film in here because we don't really talk about anything that was sort of like pre sixties or seventies. So a touch of evil was it awesome okay. film set on the American Mexican border, I think. Really good film that. Pushing the jack button, not seen it. Okay, that's fine. What else you got in your honour rules? That was it. I deleted I deleted so many others because I thought we'd run out of time. Okay. Um so shall I crack on with my fifth film then? Only your fifth, yeah. So you just and make sure it's better than the craze. <laughs> I thought we're gonna have to edit this because I've just embarrassed myself. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Um so you mentioned the departed. Actually, yeah. A significant while before I watched The Departed, I watched, um, I think it was a film, one of these Hong Kong films, um, called Infernal Affairs. Okay. And, it, and it absolutely blew me away. Um, literally, I, that is a coming at two o'clock in the morning after a night out and it's on ITV and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have... Quick watch of this, and I'll be there an hour and a half later. Watch all the way through, and it's just absolutely amazing. So, so is it is it related to the departed then? Begging your pardon, I'm in your garden. Um, Infernal Affairs is basically the Hong Kong original of the departed, ah. and it's just so well executed. And I, I think the departed got loads of Oscars, um, or you know, lots of awards, lots of nominations, and what have you. For sure. I would absolutely recommend going and watching Infernal Affairs because it's just well done. I think The Departed is almost scene for scene the same, but I don't know if it's because it's a uh, foreign language film. It kind of draws you in with those subtitles and you, you, you invest a bit more. But anyway, it was, it was well before The Departed. I just remember going, God, this is, this is amazing. So it's... Please... please um, police officer goes undercover in a triad triad mob and a triad mob member has got got managed to get undercover into the police force as well and they both move through the hierarchy they both find out that there's a rat on either side and they've basically got to like smoke out the rat either side and you've got the bosses the police boss and the, the triad mob boss going out against each other as well and it kind of ball unravels so you get their sort of like are they actually now too undercover and too wedded to either side sort of thing and keeps you guessing you know what what are they playing where's the moral aspect and stuff like that and it's got some great action sequences and it's super tense as well and i <clears throat> i remember watching it and it's almost like jesus i've got to come up for for air after it just thinking that was a hell of a ride you know you can't forget where you are when you're watching it it's just just stunning actually so obviously i need to watch this film um because i'm such a massive fan of the departed are you? Oh, that's great to hear. Yeah. It's Scorsese, obviously. There's a theme running through these films, right? The, the big, big directors. So we need to write down an, an episode for best or top five directors. Yeah. Uh, 
there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. can you just go, look, it's Coppola, it's Scorsese, it's Kubrick, it's Spielberg. Look, job done. <laughs> well, I don't think it's that oh, okay. <laughs> You know, you're missing out whoever directed Labyrinth. Well, Spielberg had a hand in that. Yeah. <laughs> just a Spielberg. No, okay. Sorry, um, I was being very flippant, but there's definitely an episode to be done on directors. Yeah, and um, Randall Kleiser. Um, what about Werner Herzog? Werner Herzog, yeah. What, what a great um, director. Ron Howard. The, um, <laughs> yeah, Randall Kleiser, right? Randall Kleiser. Who the hell's Randall Kleiser? He directed Grease. I, I, uh, better well known for directing Flight the Navigator. <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, I know... The Navigator is one of your favourite films. It's a, yeah, I don't know what category you'd put that in, but... Um, file 13, along with Greece, frankly. I mean, <laughs> oh, come on. Flight the Navigator is better than Greece. <coughs> yeah, I mean, I'd agree with that. Although, obviously, Greece is, you know, an epic for all the wrong reasons. But Compliance. That's, that's just my opinion. Others are available, but... The... So I've just, sorry, I've just, like, looked up the director there. And there's a documentary coming out at some point called Life After the Navigator, which is a making of documentary film about Flight of the Navigator. So I cannot wait oh, for that to come out. Let's, let's get two tickets to the cinema Tuesday afternoon. But, you know, when obviously, you know, it's not like the big rush to get in there, you know, yeah. and do it two or three weeks after its release. I don't want to be too, too many crowds. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> crowds is the right crowds. Navigator, the making of. I certainly didn't think about Gangsters Part 2, we'd be talking about Flight of the Navigator. No, um, really good segue into absolute fuck all at all. Excuse me. So, so, would you, you're obviously rating Infernal Affairs better than The Departed then? Um, and I'm not doing it just because it, it was the original. I just remember watching it, just thinking it's, it's amazing. And I remember watching The Departed and going, blimey, that's good. And that's a really good remake because it's Scorsese with some big hitting actors in it, you know, and obviously, you know, they, they chuck the, the kitchen sink at the budget for the departed as well to yeah, what it did. So huge cast, unbelievable but, cast, but, but obviously Hollywood would have said, Oh, you want to do a remake of this Hong Kong film? Oh, that film's really, really good. Yeah, absolutely. No problem at all. I'll give yeah, old boy. Cause they just know it'd be really good. Yeah. Old boy. Would, would old boy count as a gangster film? Oh, that's a, it's a weird one, isn't it? Is that, is that the one where he, he, he wakes up, he's been unconscious for years and trapped in a room or something? And yeah, it's so dark. He just chins everybody in a corridor to get out. So dark, yeah. But um, that was remade as well. But I've never seen the remake. I've only seen the original. It was remade. It's apparently awful. I don't think I've seen it. Okay, good. Won't watch that then. I can't um, redo um, box office budget and all that for um, Infernal Affairs on you, so I'll probably just... Just shout it out anyway if I can. Um, so I've I've cheated slightly. So I'll, I'll get a I'll get a, a a better idea of the year for this because I looked up the Departed as part of my honourable mentions. Oh, I and see. I I had no idea the Departed was so old. Okay. So the Departed was two thousand and six. Oh right. Well, it's quite yeah. It is quite a what fourteen years ago. But also, it was made quite soon after Infernal Affairs. So I thought they were quite far apart. So I, I was going to say it can't be that 
that different. So if 2006, 2000, yeah. 2000, 99, 2000? 2002, mate. Okay. Well, uh, that's like cheated there. Yeah, that's all right. Has, has an approval rating of 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't, I, I don't really know much about Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know what the approval rating is. Is that like a viewer, professional, critic rating? I think so, yeah. Um, quote, quote, smart and engrossing, this is one of Hong Kong's better cult thrillers. What are you talking about? Who wrote that? One of, what, as if there's been like 328 Hong Kong cult thrillers and this is one of them. <laughs> Not to watch the others, if that's just one of the better ones. Yeah. <laughs> Burke. Oh. oh, a few film critics complained of the generic and forgettable plotline. Well, Jack, what do I know, mate? Anyway, Obviously. I enjoyed it. Um, box office, I can give you this in... What, what's the currency in Hong Kong? <laughs> it's, dollars. it's Hong Kong dollars, isn't it? No idea, yeah. US dollars, 170,000 US dollars. Wow. And grossed, God. 2 million. 8.7. Oh, great. So massively successful then. Anyway, that's it from the first. I don't know where you can get a copy of it, but I'd hardly. Oh, it must be online somewhere. I'm gonna gonna definitely put that on my watch list. That sounds like a great recommendation. We will do a podcast on foreign films and stuff like that, so that will come up again along with. Yeah, I mean, that's another amazing, great and topic. Chocolate. <laughs> like water for chocolate. Have you watched that? Water for chocolate. I haven't seen. Like water for chocolate. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that's that's my fifth and final. So Infernal Affairs is on Netflix right now. Mate, well, if you're not going to be watching any more Gareth Evans stuff, admittedly you need to watch Raid and Raid 2. They possibly could be in gangster films as well. But go and watch Infernal Affairs tonight. What are you so doing? Infernal Affairs is a trilogy as well. Did you know that? Apparently so. I haven't watched two and three. And, I, and I'm doing that because I don't want to ruin yeah. that sort of like experience to go... Oh really? Yeah. But they but they might be amazing. Um, let's have a look. So, my last film. Your last film. Oh let me guess. Is it got the Godfather in the title? No. <laughs> no, of course um, it hasn't. But I am feeling a little bit like a broken record because it is a Scorsese. Scorsese, is it got De Niro in it? No. Okay. Oh. <sighs> I think this film actually holds a record for the most Oscar nominations without a win. Um, so it's a Scorsese film. Absolutely not. Do you want me to give you some of the cast? Yeah. I won't do the obvious ones. Brendan Gleeson. Oh. Is it? Oh, right. I mean, I like Brendan Gleeson. He's really good. He's, I mean, he's a British actor, right? Cameron Diaz. What the heck film is this? Cameron Diaz. It's Brendan uh, Gleeson, Cameron Diaz. It's, uh, it's Meet the Fockers. Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, is it There Will Be Blood? No. Uh, no, that wasn't a um, dude, was it? That was... Uh, no, that was I, don't, I don't know what category you put that in, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York. 
Yoik. Five corners. Nice. I was thinking about that film the other day. Five points. I'll tell you why I was thinking about it. Because Gangs of London. I was watching that. Yeah. So... so hang on a minute. Damn it. Um, so we're doing Gangs of New York. And obviously, it's, um, it's not what's his name. DiCaprio. That was kind of his... his DiCaprio. Daniel Vehicles, wasn't it? Yeah. Out. Very good, high production value kind of film. Right. Nice Obviously, Daniel Day Lewis wins Oscars for fun, but how he's not got an Oscar for this, I do not know. Okay. What? Um, what? What? What's the story on gangs in New York? What's so, the story on that? I, I don't know, actually know when it's set. I presume sometime in the eighteen hundreds in in New York, there's yeah. five neighborhoods meet in, in one particular area in New York and there's a gang in each neighborhood and they always fight it out with each other. But there's a lot of immigrants there. Um, yeah. So for instance, I'm pretty sure DiCaprio's an immigrant, but Daniel Day-Lewis is like a American patriot, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, DiCaprio is the son of Liam Neeson um, yeah. who was like a gang leader but he was also a priest and Daniel Day-Lewis kills Liam Neeson and DiCaprio mm -hmm. vows to take his vengeance basically oh um, right okay so does and he, he sorry does he infiltrate his gang and sort of like yeah. work with them so basically that's that's all Scorsese does in films infiltration DiCaprio <laughs> like, nice we're gangsters and death but um, I'm, this must have been nominated for I don't know Maybe eight Oscars, I reckon. Must have been. Must have been. Like and it didn't win a single Oscar, I remember. Did it not? That's incredible, isn't it? Because you would have thought even for set design or dress, you know, um, whatever that's called, costumes, that would have made an absolute sh shed load of um, awards. Because I remember yeah. going, oh, this is forget. I mean, obviously, I didn't live in 1860 New York, but... If that's what it looked like, that's pretty convincing to me. I mean, how how, how highly do you rate this film? Yeah, pretty highly. I, do you know what? It was somewhat annoyed me that um, Leonardo DiCaprio somehow fell into favour with Scorsese, and then he just he starts just on this massive run of films with Scorsese, hasn't he? And I'm like, mm. where's Ray Liotta? He's your man for this, isn't he? You go, and then of course you turn around and go, yeah, well, not quite. I mean, Ray Liotta's good at having his brains eaten in Hannibal or something, but he's no Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, or chinged out of his nut getting chased by a helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Um, so, and obviously, like, I mean, Daniel Day Lewis. It's almost like I don't even need to watch this film. It's just going to win loads of awards. And you're saying it didn't, but. It was, it was great, and I do remember watching Daniel Day-Lewis literally chew the scenery up. Oh, he's just so good in this. Like, he's. And he did one of his method acting thing. In like, I think so. Yeah, I've heard stories. He's, he's got this awful sort of haircut where it's like greased down, and apparently really greasy, isn't it? It, it stunk, and he wouldn't clean it, and <laughs> A massive tash. Yeah, huge tash, and like just stayed in this horrible method acting sort of role but his, his um, eyes kind of pop out of his head every now and again as if he's just going to go mad and rip your head he's got a false eye in this oh um, right okay but i 
like, I haven't actually seen his last film. You know, he did that. Oh, one no. Then retired. He did, didn't he? Um, was that a ballerina or something? What was it called? Well, he did Lincoln, didn't he? Was it Phantom Thread? Look it up. It, um, it was a, I think it was a film about a ballerina. Okay. Is Phantom Thread about a ballerina? Well, I, t- I tell you what, super broadband my, my head off, and I'm, I might have a look. Phantom Thread, set in 1950s London, Reynolds Woodcock is a renowned dressmaker whose fastidious life is disrupted by a young, strong-willed woman, Alma, who becomes his muse and lover. Oh, no, that, that is it, yeah. So it's not about a ballerina. No, it got that wrong. As well, I didn't Google Daniel Day-Lewis ballerina films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could have just gone to Daniel Day-Lewis's Wikipedia page and seen the last film he made. Well, I did, and you said, no, that's not it. Well, all well, right. <laughs> and the whole... Do your, do your research next time, okay? <laughs> okay, mate. Um, that gang's on New York. Um... How much was this made for? Pretty big budget, wasn't it, mate? Thank you for the clue. I, I don't know. Um, well, it, well, it must have been. Well, okay. Well, give give me the year then. Um, two thousand and six. <clears throat> four, four years out. I'm just getting worse. Oh, I should, yeah, it was early DiCaprio, I should have guessed. Early DiCaprio, and this is what I'm talking about. I mean, I like DiCaprio with things like the basketball diaries, and, you know, I think it's, you could see, like, his acting ability and stuff like that was amazing, um, playing like a drug addict. And just it just annoyed me that DiCaprio seemed to get a starring role in every Scorsese. I know what you mean. Have you watched The Last Dance on Netflix? I've I've just started it, actually. I'm two episodes in, and I love it. It's great. So, in no spoilers, right? But in one of the later episodes, DiCaprio goes into the Chicago Bulls dressing room to see Jordan when right. he must be so young. Obviously, it's in the nineties, right? Right. But yeah, Golden Pass. Just there. Just. So, two thousand two. Hilarious. Two thousand and two. And big budget. So. Two thousand. I told Jack. Um, 60, really bad impression of anything. Sixty to seventy million. 70 million? Gonna go for 70? Okay. Um, it was 100. Oh, fuck's sake. That's quite a lot of money in 2002, isn't it? Yeah, but it's Scorsese, it's Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis is probably 80% of that because he's just gonna guarantee an Oscar or not in this case. <laughs> or not in this case. We're gonna have to look at who won Oscars in, the, in, the, in that year. So that'd be 2003, wouldn't it? 2003 Academy Awards. I'll, yeah, let me have a quick look as well. Seventy fifth Academy Awards, Chicago won Best Picture. Mm. What the fuck? Oh, that, that beat freaking Gangs of New York. So Nicolas Cage got nominated for Best Actor. <sighs> yeah, but well, Adrian Brody won it for The Pianist. Yeah, I can see why. I mean, it's it's decent. Oh god. Yeah, I get that. I get it, but yeah. You've got, uh, you know, the Academy judges have got sleep at night knowing that they've denied Daniel Day-Lewis an Oscar. Yeah, how many Oscars? I mean, he's had two at least. I thought he won three with the... Uh, yeah, my left foot. Lincoln. Blood, and there will be, yeah. And Lincoln. 
Should we just check that before we're talking absolute garbage as usual? Check that, and let's also check how many... He must be joint first or whatever. Uh, One of only three male actors to win three Oscars. 2013, Best Actor, Lincoln. 2008, Best Actor, There Will Be Blood. 1990, Best Actor, My Left Foot. Nominated in 2018 for Phantom Thread. Okay. In 2003, nominated for Gangs of New York. 1994, this is one of my favourite films of all time. Don't know what category it's coming to. In the Name of the Father. Great. Pete Possum. You should have won more Oscars, right? So, technically speaking, he is way out in terms of... He's won three best actors, right? But he's he's te- he's tied first place with Jack Nicholson, who's won two Best Actors and a Supporting Actor. Ah. Uh, and the films that Jack Nicholson has won the awards for are shite. Really. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. As good as it gets. That's not shite. I mean, as good as it gets is yeah, okay. Good, oh, come on. Uh, actually, in terms of endearment, Best Supporting Actor, but. Are you telling me those are th- the three, three of Nicholson's best films? I think Nicholson has just, just done a hell of a lot of films, isn't he? Because he's got 12 nominations in total. He's won three. So, yeah. Yeah, one of them was, a, was as a best support, wasn't it? Rather than the best actor. So you could probably go, well, actually, my best, my best actor is worth twice as much as your best supporting role. Yeah. Most people say, well, you can't win Academy Awards without supporting actors or actresses. Anyway. Do but... What about in the name of the father? What about the last Mohicans for for Daniel Day Lewis? He's um, it's got here. I'm just digressing, aren't we? Um, Catherine Hepburn has got the most Academy Awards as the best actor or actress. Huh. I had twelve nominations. Oh wow! And she had she she started she, she won her first one in 1933, and she won her last one in 1981. Wow, that's got to be a record as well, isn't it? Love that. Um, yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis, though, pretty consistent with his Oscars. Jack Nicholson, 75, 97, something in 83. Yeah, that's pretty consistent. Um, I'm just looking through some of, like, some of the people who've won the best actor Oscars. Would you say, um, what was his name? He did Training Day. Denzel. Yeah, would you say that's the best actor piece of work it's hard isn't it because this is this I is like why, it this is why the academy awards are so corrupt because you can't look back on denzel's career and say that he isn't an oscar worthy actor <laughs> well I, I maybe it was a particularly poor year because for in the bedroom will if uh, ali in muhammad ali sean penn for i am sam and russell crowe for a beautiful mind and denzel picked it up but then sometimes I think, you know, <clears throat> other actors aren't getting it. As, they, just the dishing it around think. a little bit. Unless, of course, you're Tom Hanks. Well, well, Tom Hanks has only won two. Yeah, but, you know, it was kind of like, really? <laughs> I mean, I love Tom Hanks, right? Of course, Gump deserves an Oscar. Well, right, mate, you're going to have to do lots of editing on this. Um, Why? I think I think it's okay. We've gone down. Well, because well, you've talked about Flight of the Navigator and and how it's such a great film. And you mentioned Labyrinth. Is it like a 
um, film top five film podcast bingo where you could just chuck in labyrinth every episode. I think I see your comments about me going off on a tangent on on the podcast, but I raise you for putting the craze in. Yeah, to to be honest, I need to be um bent over for that, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I really enjoyed it when it came out. I really enjoyed watching it. And if it came on the TV, I would probably watch it again. But there have been a lot more superior gangster pieces of work since 1990 or whenever it was done. Fair enough. So I actually felt I feel good about our our list, apart from your craze nomination. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I did have other things in there. I mean, did you, did you not pick some films because you knew I would pick them? Or I th- Well, I knew you'd go for The Godfather. I didn't think you'd go for The Godfather, the first one. I knew you'd go for number two. So a little bit surprised about that. I knew you'd have Goodfellas. I pretty much knew you'd have Scarface in there. Um, so, yeah, th- th- a decent mix. There's other stuff that I wanted to mention, like Gamora, which is a really good Italian mob thing, you know. Oh, yeah. Off the... Um, I don't know if it's a HBO series, but a fantastic series. Boys in the Hood, The French Connection. Oh, yeah. Um, there's things like Mesreed, which is like, I think he was like, um, this guy kept on breaking out of prison, so it's like a prison thing, I suppose. Have you watched The Town? With, yeah, uh, I love that. James Gandolfini, Tom Hardy. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. Under, I think, I think as, as big as Tom Hardy is, I still think he's massively underrated. Um. And it might be because he takes fairly obvious roles like Venom and Bane and stuff. But, God, he's such a good actor. Um, when, I, when I was saying about the town, I met the one with... Um... Oh, no, maybe I'm thinking, about, I'm thinking about The Drop, I think. Yeah, you're thinking about The Drop. I was drop. Ben, the Ben Affleck film. Oh, yeah, I have seen that. Um, Jeremy uh, Renner. Up and up there, mate. Sorry? I think we're going to wrap it up there, mate. Yeah, before I say something more stupid. Well, no, I think we both embarrassed ourselves on this podcast, so pretty happy with that. It's uh, it's a draw on talking nonsense. Yeah, and then the next episode, I'm not guessing the bloody things anymore because it's too hard for me, so you okay, can, mate. You we'll, can we'll, guess We'll it. pass the baton yeah. on. We'll, we'll, and I'll go, ah, ah. Ah, ah. And I'll enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. Well, as always, it's been a pleasure speaking to you, mate. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll do 80s part two because we need to sweep that up and then we'll yep. the category. if anybody's listening to this be great if you left a review for us um and any comments um and if there's anything that you want us to talk about or top fives that you want us to do just let us know it's been an absolute pleasure jack love you mate thanks mate speak soon bye